Hello and welcome back to this continuing look at the book of Revelation. We are in chapter 17. This will be the second message from chapter 17. Although it's going to look back at some of what we've already covered, we'll also move on to new information. The book of Revelation is written by the Apostle John. It's written from the island of Patmos. It is written as Jesus revealed and told these things to John. John is telling what is to come. He also, in the early part, tells some things that have already happened. Everything we're talking about now are things yet to come, things that have not occurred but are to occur in the future. He refers several places to coming soon. And my understanding of what he means by that is that everything is in place for Christ to return and, and rapture his church, not his second return when he comes back on the great and terrible day of the Lord. That's at least seven years, I guess, and a day away because we have not entered the tribulation uh, because the rapture has not occurred. So we're looking at things that are yet to come, and I just want to make that plain. And so what we're talking about in chapter 17 is all about Babylon, but so is chapter 18. But chapter 17 is talking about Babylon as a system of idol worship. The original pagan worship, worship of idols, worship of anything other than the one true God is a worship of an idol. We, we worship God only, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, one God existing in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Anything we worship, anything we adore in the sense of giving honor to has to start with God. We honor our parents. We honor our families. But all that comes under the heading of first having honored and worshiped God. You can worship your family or a spouse, and, and it would not be in a right way because it has to be under God because God's the creator of the family. He's the creator of everything. So he says, whatever we do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do it all in a way that honors God. And so what we're talking about here is the things that are going to happen to Babylon, the, the system, the, the worship system uh, in time yet to come. Babylon is referred to as the harlot. Uh, it means that, that as a system... She, she, so to speak, prostituted herself with things other than the one true God. And we do that also if we put anything in God's place or take anything away from the honor and the glory that belongs to God. So he starts off talking about Babylon. He refers to her as a woman arrayed in purple and scarlet. Again, this is, this is John seeing what is yet to come as it's revealed to him by Jesus when John is, as he refers to it, in the spirit. And he sees on her forehead name Babylon, the great mother of prostitutes and of earth's abomination, 
drunk with the blood of the saints and the blood of the martyrs. So it is this system that is going to be the persecutor of the true believers after the rapture. So the rapture, of course, is when Jesus comes to meet the church in the air. That's going to be all people who were saved, who had been born again from the day of Pentecost forward, as well as those who are still alive and are in Christ at the time of the rapture. And so once that occurs and the church has been raptured, the body of Christ is no longer on earth. The 144,000 sealed uh, from the 12 tribes are the evangelistic arm of God at that time, and they work to present the gospel to people and people are saved and it is those people those tribulation saints saints who people who are left after the rapture and they are saved sometime after the rapture and then they are persecuted by babylon the system of worship we need to understand and be warned about this system this could this could be some of us if the rapture occurs soon so what we mean by this system of worship is anything it can look really good in fact that's the way they will present it it will present itself through the antichrist as something good and they will embrace a lot of good things it's the exact thing that you see talked about in the world today but they refuse to recognize Jesus as the way. And so this system will have everything but one true God. This is what, what you see happening. That There's nothing wrong with us. In fact, we're called to be one in Christ, and we should want to see the body of Christ unified, but we do not want to see the body of Christ unified with something that is not from God. And, and this is what the many, if not most, in the so-called ecumenical movement, they want to say that, that uh, Buddhism is okay and Islam is okay and Mormonism is okay and so forth and so on. And, you know, we don't condemn the people, but we just look at the Word of God and says, what has God said? And he says, there's only one name by which you may be saved. There's only one name given under heaven by which any person can be reconciled to God, brought from death to life. That name is the name of Jesus. So anybody who tries to promote any other system, no matter how well-meaning they may be, they are missing the mark, and, and that's a form of pagan worship because they're seeking to change from the worship of the Lord Jesus Christ to worship of anything else, even really good things. Then in verse 7, the angel speaking to John says, well, Why do you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast with seven heads and ten horns that carries her. Babylon is riding on a beast, and that beast is the, the system that we've just been talking about. We saw earlier the reference to seven heads and ten horns. And the ten horns are the ten powers that come together later. Now, three of those get torn away, it says, by the uh, Antichrist, by the little horn. And my understanding of that is that means that they are assassinated, those 
those three leaders, and they come together as as seven. And it seems like that they're going to wage war, but really Satan is all about Satan and nothing else. And it says uh, five have fallen, one is, and one is yet to come. The one who is is the Antichrist, and the one who's yet to come is Satan himself. In verse 8, it says, The beast that you saw was and is not and is about to rise from the bottomless pit and go to destruction. And this is an attempt to attribute to Satan the same characteristics that you have in God, like who is and has been and will always be. But the the description doesn't fit Satan, and his is completely about deception. So you can't put on him that that circumstance. He also seeks to fake. A, a form of the unholy trinity, the uh, false prophet, the antichrist, and Satan as a false form of the trinity, like which is, of course, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But theirs is false. Theirs is deception. Theirs is fake. Theirs is evil. Theirs is destructive. Picking back up in verse 12, and it says, And the ten horns that you saw are ten kings who have not yet received royal power, but they are to receive authority as kings for one hour together with the beast for a very short time, not literally one hour as I understand it. And, and again, they're coming to, this is leading up to the Battle of Armageddon, which gets its name from the area and the mountain called Megiddo where the the forces will gather before the Battle of Armageddon, which is not actually fought there, but that's where they gather in preparation. But those kings that are coming there think that, that this is about their kingdom, but Satan has no intention of sharing anything with them or anybody. Satan is all about Satan, and he's only using them at the time. But as it says in verse 13, they are all of one mind. Uh, They're all of one mind, but their mind is not the same as Satan's. And they hand over their power and authority to the beast. Now, the beast can have different meanings in different contexts in Revelation. It can refer to Satan. It can refer to the entire uh, deceptive system, and it can return, refer to the beast, the Antichrist. And in this context, my understanding is it's referring to Satan. And it says in verse 14, they will make war on the lamb and the lamb will conquer them for he is the Lord of lords and king of kings and those with him are called and chosen and faithful. I want to loop back. I, I meant to plug this in a minute ago when it was talking about the five who have fallen, those are Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Medo-Persia, and Greece. And of course, currently at this time, Rome is in charge. This time meaning at the time of the events that John is describing, which again are future events to all of us. Verse 15, and the angel said to John, the waters that you saw where the prostitute is seated, the the false system of belief, the pagan worship, are peoples and multitudes and nations and languages. These are people who are outside the body of Christ. And then in verse 16, And the ten horns that you saw, 
they and the beast will hate the prostitute. That is, the, the kings will turn on this false system of, of belief, this religious system that is pagan in, in both form and substance. Uh, Satan's not going to allow the idolatry because that system, even though it's false, will have certain idols, and Satan wants the only idol to be himself. He will say, you will worship me alone. So the three-and-a-half-year worship system of the harlot is destroyed, and now all worship is toward the Antichrist, the, the false trinity, Satan the Father, Antichrist, conduit apparent to to people and the Holy Spirit, the influencer, the false prophet. It's not a Holy Spirit and it's not a father, but it's it's all false and it's all from from Satan. It's all about deception. Now here is the part that's most amazing of all this to me. Verse 17, for God has put it into their hearts to carry out his purpose by being of one mind and handing over their royal power to the beast until the word, words of God are fulfilled. And the woman that you saw is the great city that has dominion over the kings of the earth. What is he saying there? He is saying that as bad as this is, God is working all this together for his end. Ultimately, he's going to bring it back full circle when the line of the tribe of Judah returns and the great white throne judgment occurs and all those who have had many, many opportunities to give their life to Christ have refused to do that and Satan and, and his demons, as well as all who are not in Christ, will be separated from God forever, uh, cast into the burning pit forever. This is a part of God's holiness. He's, he, it's his desire that none be lost, that all come to a saving knowledge of Jesus, but that they don't is, is the result of choices, choices to reject the promise of God and accept the lie that the that the enemy presents, and that choice comes with a comes with a consequence. So, I pray that that all of us are, be in Christ. That is, that we've been born again by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone. And if for some reason you have missed that then I encourage you right now, right where you are, let today be the day of salvation. Put your faith in the finished work of Jesus who died that you and I might have life. He lived a sinless life, paid our sin debt, declared from the cross it is finished, and we can put our trust and our hope in him. And I pray that if you've never been born again, that today, would be the day that you would do that. Thank you. God bless you.